Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast, we talk about the Chad Johnson boxing debut. Out of my years being his teammate, I'm going to tell you how many fights I saw Chad get into. Next is Floyd Mayweather tarnishing his legacy. Last but not least, we got to talk about the Julio Jones trade. Who are the biggest winners and losers of this trade? Stay tuned. Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Mask podcast. I am your host, Takeo Spikes. And I got to bring in my partner because we got a lot to talk about in a short period of time. Two-time, where you at? What's going on, Spikes? It's your favorite plus-size model, Tuton Ray is in the building. Plus-size model. What's what up, baby? Everything is everything. Another day in paradise. You know what it is. Yeah, so, you know, we we got some fresh takes. We got to mm. talk about this fight. <laughs> Chad Johnson, we got to go behind the mask on the Chad Johnson boxing debut. Floyd Mayweather. Oh, man. That's, that's your boy, too, your former teammate, man. It, it, it was crazy. You ever... You're going behind the mask, so you got to tell me, get, let the people know. Have you ever known Chad Ochocinco to be a fighter? That's what I want to know, because I ain't never heard him fighting before. You was his teammate. You was in the locker room with him for several years. You ever seen him fight, man? Okay. I was his teammate for several years. I've never seen Chad fight. <laughs> and so that's why when we look at this fight, bro, I was like, Who? <laughs> and I remember T.O. telling me, I was, you know, we were talking to T.O. Yeah. and he was like, you going to Chad fight? And I was like, who fight? He was like, fool, you ain't seeing it all everywhere? I'm oh like, man, God. I thought that was like play. But no, nah, man, going back to Chad, dog, being, being teammates for several years, I've never seen Chad fight. Never. Now, I've seen him agitate Mm. everybody including mm -hmm. myself to where everybody wants to fight him but it seems like every time he got somebody agitated enough to fight even if they were like this close to fighting somebody always stopped it somebody stopped it did he somebody make, did he make you laugh or something stopped. like that because he seemed like he funny as hell man did he make oh, you laugh <laughs> he's classic because once you get to know him you know like he's really doing that just to piss you off Right, right. And 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 that's how he used to he used to murk dudes anyway on the field, but he would intentionally get inside of your head before plays or in between plays. And and but like I said, he would irritate people. And when the fight was about to happen, you was like, oh shit, about to go. Then somebody would stop it. Now mm. um, it was a little unfortunate that that ref didn't stop it last night. <laughs> I thought he was gonna do his thing, man. I mean it, it, you know what, to be honest. I think Chad did his thing because you got to think of it like with one of us, we talked about this, who out of us or anybody that we know, maybe Deion Grant would have went in the ring and risked it all to fight just to say, okay, I can box. I can do this. Deion was taking his ass in that ring. Deion might have went out there. You know, Deion think he could do anything. But Chad, man, like, yo, none of us would have did that. So just to have the, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 the balls to go out there and actually Strap, throw some gloves on, get in the ring. He looked good. His footwork was still, you know, Ocho Cinco footwork. He was moving around the ring, you know what I'm saying, fainting, throwing the jab and all of that. But he got stuck. 
And that's the one reason anytime we box in the offseason, I never sparred. Because I'm like, ain't nobody hitting me, man. I'm just not going to voluntarily let you hit me upside the head. And you saw what happened after he hit, got hit, he slipped down. He looked like Martin. He looked like Martin down there. Come on, bro. Don't don't do that. He got hit. Don't do that, bro. Watch it again. Once he got hit, he slipped on the logo. It looked like he slipped on the logo, and then he went down. You saw him hop up. He looked, he looked like Martin, though, like he ain't want to fight no more, Gina. But you, oh no, bro, he got I, up and he threw that black power. I thought it was John Carlos. <laughs> I'm like, he's holding it. He's standing up. You standing, Chad? Hey, you man. Up to stand up for you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Doctor Carlos, too. But yeah, he definitely threw the, the Black Lives Matter fist up in the air. <laughs> he got up off the floor, man. That was so funny, man. Oh my god. But yo, shout out to Chad. I couldn't have did it. No possible way. Would you? If you had to give a one to ten on his boxing debut, I know you didn't even think it was gonna go a full four rounds. No, so. I, I didn't. I, and I'll be the first one to say it. Like, I didn't think he was gonna make it. I was like, it's possible because I knew he would. He would be in impeccable shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's Chad. Like, you ain't never got to worry about that. But I, I I was worried about him catching that one right hand. Now, granted, the guy who he boxed against, I I think maybe he started two months before Chad. Just my opinion. All, <laughs> all I'm saying is, for the amount of time that he made it through the fight mm. and he got knocked down, I was impressed. So I, yeah. I, I take my hat off take, to you, take my your brother. Hat off. Yeah, yeah. Shout Chad out to that, for sure, for sure. And then the flip side on that fight too, man. Your boy Moy, uh, Money Mayweather. M- Money Mayweather. He's out there fighting still. You know what I'm saying? Already 50 and 0 in the professional ranks. Now he's doing it for uh, exhibition. So I got my thoughts on it, you know what I'm saying? But what do you think, like, is is taking fights like against Logan Paul, or, or fights like these tarnishing his legacy? I mean, you're already undefeated, one of the best pound-for-pound boxers in the world. What's, what's the point? Like, is good, bad, like, is it for the money? I, I will say this. It's, 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 it's a little bit of everything that you can expect when you talk about is it good, bad, Maybe splitting the line. It's all of that. This is the reason why. Um, He could tarnish his legacy if, and I say if, he gets hit and knocked out to where he can't get up. Now, you and I talked about it when we watched the fight. Every time we watch the fight, we want to see Floyd beat somebody down. But he never does. He's the greatest Uh boxer of all time. And one of the greatest boxers of all time. Uh And so... When we see that man and how he step up to the plate, I already knew he wasn't going to get hit or he <laughs> wasn't going to get knocked out. So I think he take a chance in tarnishing his legacy if somebody catches him. We haven't seen that yet. Now, on the flip side, which I love is, listen, these are COVID fights. <laughs> I never would have paid $50 if we were not in COVID. You think I'm finna pay? And I love Chad to death. We cool. We ain't that. I ain't paying no $50 to see him fight. I'm not paying $50 to see Mayweather fight somebody who, like, who I felt like shouldn't even be in the ring. So, you know, when we look at it, it speaks even more volumes of Floyd Mayweather being a great businessman. Mm, Understanding, mm. listen, I know the money may not be where it used to be, but I'm going to tap into a market that nobody has ever tapped into because to me, just looking at his track record since all of this had happened, mm. he was flying over to Asia. Yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, the fight in Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he was flying over 
to Tokyo to fight. And so when you see him making those uh, business decisions and bringing home double-digit millions mm. up north of 20, like, yeah. dog, even this fight, I want to say they say, what he got, maybe 10 mil guaranteed and then 50% yeah, of the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not even counting the revenue that they made from people actually bought tickets. I think he's a great businessman. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. I respect it. There it is. I think I'm going to tell you the one thing I got to give it to Floyd, because even when he fought and you just mentioned it, we would go to our boy low spot when he owned wet Willie's. We would go and watch these fights because the hype was always there. Is is uh, Floyd going to lose this time? Oh, this person might be able to beat him. Sugar Shane might be able to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, De La Hoya might be able to beat him. Pacquiao. So we would always go like, Floyd got a chance to lose. But he shows you why he's still one of the greatest fighters against a bigger person. And Paul, he literally just held his guard up like he did against uh, Shane Mosley when they fought. And let, tie, let him tie himself out. Let, let Paul tie himself out. And then started tattooing him. You know what I mean? And... Again, in typical Floyd fashion, we bit the bait. You bit the bait because you paid for the fight. <laughs> yeah, but you like me up, boy. I'll... And I'm going to cash app you. Just a matter of fact, you talking about that logo, that cash app logo. How about you cash app me that 25 bucks, big guy? <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you, man. But you know what I'm saying? Say, say less. Say less. Floyd, man, he, he, he sold the fight. We knew it was an exhibition. We knew, he, like you said, he wasn't going to get hit. But we still tuned in and for that i think his legacy is set either way man i don't think nobody gonna hit this man and knock this man out it ain't happened when he, he uh fought those 50 fights as a professional so exhibition you think he gonna step in the ring with somebody he's still picking his fights even in the exhibition he knows that he can be whoever he's going against didn't look in the best of shape you know what i'm saying for floyd mayweather he's older now but yo that legacy set i don't care who he fights you know what I'm saying it's just like tyson we know what tyson is who he was uh when he fought um they're gonna keep it going it's good for the sport. Like you said, these are COVID fights because boxing was the only, probably the only sport during this pandemic that didn't, only professional sport that didn't keep going. Yeah. Right? Baseball yeah. had, baseball had this season last year. NBA did. Uh, NFL, they didn't have fans in the stand, but I can't recall any professional fights with, with you know, marquee fighters that were out there still during the pandemic. So, like you said, the COVID fights, they had to give something just to keep the interest in the sport. And who else better to do it than Mayweather? You know what I'm saying? We still following suit like some damn sheep, like some damn dummies thinking something gonna happen. And then at the end of the day, he just dancing around for eight rounds. So it is what it was. And you fell asleep on the fight. So yeah, I, on it. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, <laughs> but man. you know what? I'm here for it because we're in COVID and I need to be entertained. And guess who else going to be entertained? The Tennessee Titans. Because mm, they facts, picked facts. up the homie Julio Jones, dog. Facts, facts. And you know, when we when we first heard hearings of it, I was like, mm, I get it. I mm. love the mentality. Mike Vrabel, the head coach, they share the same mentality. Him and mm. Julio Jones. Behind the mask, book that. Number two, I didn't like it so much of just thinking, okay, who's throwing him the footballs? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking... I need Julio to be the same guy that he once was earlier in his first few years, right? Yeah. To where energetic, can run all day. Now you have to be specific. He's still one of the best receivers in the game. Don't get it twisted. Facts, facts. But when I look at this overall, bro, I didn't like it when I heard about it. But after thinking about it, 
I like Julio there. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with your homeboy, too. Facts, facts. Young homie AJ Brown, man. Old Miss, you know what I'm saying? Representing. Um, he went on IG and was lobbying to get Julio to come to the Titans. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. I would assume so. I mean, they have the same agent, CAA. Um AJ Brown on the the verge of being one of the better receivers in the league as well, right? Model his game after Julio, rocking the number 11 like Julio. Now, Julio, who's going to rock it in Tennessee? But how, as, as a defensive player, as an offensive player, first of all, I'm like, all right, you got an all-pro receiver in A.J. Brown on one side. You got a, a potential all-pro. You got an all-pro receiver in Julio Jones on the other side. And then you got an all-pro running back in Derrick Henry in the backfield. So as an offensive-minded player, I'm like, it's go time because the defense can't stop this. What you going to do? You can't crowd the box. You can't bring a safety down and uh and, and fill the box, put eight men in the box, because who you going to leave one-on-one? Julio on one side, A.J. Brown on the other side. Derrick Henry could run through an eight-man box as it is, eight defenders in a box as it is. How do you stop that, bro? As an offensive-minded offensive player, I'm like, this is – I'm licking my chops. As an offensive lineman, I'm ready to go because you got two great receivers. Who cares who the quarterback is? So, basically – We could have had J.P. lost me like when we played, and he would have got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown's ball. Like, come on, man. It's, and, and have Derrick Henry there running the ball, leading rushing in the league? Over 2,000 yards? Are you kidding me? Yo, so, bro. I know defensively, I, for me, Derrick Henry ran for over 2,000 yards last year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh put himself in an elite level, certain class. But when you look at this move, bro, I know as a defensive player, we had Darius Leonard on. Uh And he talked about they ain't afraid of nobody. And they feel like their chances are just as good with Carson Wentz there. But if, if, if I'm on that football team defensively, we made a living stopping Derrick Henry, eight guys in the box. Okay. At a minimum seven. Okay. You can't do that no more. You can't. That's what I'm about to say. Who do you double team? So, like if, if you a linebacker, what you gonna do, bro? I'm, I'm telling. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm telling my defensive lineman, we ain't two gapping. We one gapping, and you make sure you stay in that one gap. If that damn one gap moves from the center all the way to the water cooler, you move your <laughs> ass all the way over there too, because what's gonna happen is. Bruh, listen, Tanny here might get another raise. Yeah. He don't get one on one coverage. Uh-huh. And even if you try to double, like, bruh, it's beautiful. You just yeah. got to pick your poison as far as where do you want to give up the big play. Right. I'm taking my chances on the ground running the football because you're going to get beat real fast and often if you give up the deep ball throughout the year. So uh-huh. these guys are loaded on the offensive side. Absolutely. With smart coaching more than anything. Absolutely, absolutely. And it ain't seven on seven. So, you know, you got to block up front. And, of course, the one thing that Vrabel has to do is show up that defense. I think they were 28th in the league last year in total defense. So that ain't going to get it done. You're talking about going against the Colts who who, uh, who have improved, improved offensively. But I do like the pickup of Julio. Everybody in Atlanta, we, we out here locally, everybody in Atlanta talking junk now. They upset. I'm like, shit, I ain't appreciate him while he was here. Clearly. He was going on a sports talk radio. He was on a uh, trade, trade, trading block for years now. They're talking about, okay, can we get the, this, this, uh, the salaries hamstringing the franchise? What can we get for Julio while he's still young enough to play? What people still want him? Can we get an early round pick? And I think they got a second round pick. But now the Falcons got Calvin Ridley on the outside. Who else do they have? They just drafted the, the, the kid from Florida, Cal tight Pitts. end. 
yeah, they drafted Pitts, but that ain't no Julio Jones, bro. So I don't know Falcons fans over here crying, boo-hooing and whatnot, but the Titans looking good with that pickup. I think they won this uh this trade right here. Nah, no doubt, bro. No doubt. It's other people who I thought should have got into the mix. <clears throat> I'll specifically say the 49ers. <clears throat> Just seeing how aggressive that they were. They traded for Trey Lance in the draft, then turned around and did whatever they could do um, to make Trent Williams the highest paid tackle mm-hmm. in the National Football League. They actually did that first. And they also even inquired about Aaron Rodgers you know, when his name first came up on the trading block. So I thought they would have made a move, but at the end of the day, uh, winners, losers of this draft, and this is what we're going to do. Because typically we don't cover the coverage. Facts, two facts, facts. Plus size model. Facts. So when this matchup happens throughout the season, when Indy plays Tennessee, we're going to take y'all behind the mask and show you why it happened. Most and definitely. we'll see who's going who's to eat crow. I, I, I think both of us are right in different perspectives, but we'll have to turn to the game tape to see, bro. That's a fact. And you know what? Maybe me and you need to do a little boxing match of ourselves, a behind the mask boxing match, which I think, Tequila versus two. Who y'all think gonna win? I, only if you fight me in Cuba. I throw <laughs> everybody that picture you got knocked. You, you got knocked out in Cuba too. I, I'm, I'm gonna put Exhibition. your dirty laundry out there, but Exhibition. we'll throw that up though. Exhibition, it ain't count. You ain't do it. How about that? <laughs> Y'all heard Spike say he want to see me in the ring. You know he don't want this smoke. Your plus size model guy hands, most deaf. I know he got that neck, but still, man, these hands tell you fist of fury out there. Make sure you follow us on social media as well at the BTM Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave a comment. Who y'all think gonna win? You know I'm pound for pound the best athlete on this whole behind the mask thing. Let's go, man. Let, let us know who you think gonna win. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.